I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and coordinator for the lockdown podcast network and joining me as always my co-host contributor at mavs.com the winning wonder the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris okay was this a win not only for the dallas mavericks but for Mavs Twitter, because it's not very often that you find a <laughs> specific things. thing that a fan base has almost united on. There weren't a ton of people out there that was not wanting more minutes for Willie Cauley Stein, but it was majority of uh, the the fan base on Twitter. And bam, it happens. And not only did it happen but it happened and it went very very well so uh, i think uh, if there was a a moment for if you could put mavs twitter into a uh, actual person they're walking right now with their chest puffed out uh, and pretty <laughs> happy right now after this rockets win they're very excited mavericks win against the houston rockets we will break down the 113 100 win over the rockets where luca had another triple double and uh your boy, Tim Hardaway Jr., 30 points off the bench. I'm going to say his dad was in attendance. There were fans, and I'm going to I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you. I'm just going to throw that out there at the beginning. I'm going to say I'm gonna say conspiracy theory his dad was there. But we'll get to that. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You get 20% off your next order. Also use the promo code LOCKED. Just try that one, too. All right. Let's get into this game. There's so much stuff to break down. I don't want to bury the lead, though. Luca and Tim Hardaway. This game was so wild. I, I'm gonna have to watch this game twice to understand what was going on most of the game. There's just so many weird calls. So many things happened. We had six techs in the first, I don't know, like minute, 28 minutes of the game. It was just so. It was just such a weird game overall. And so uh, we will uh, we'll try to break it down for you as best we can we can remember. Uh, Boogie Cousins gets ejected in three minutes, like literally three minutes of game time he was out there so so many things but i don't want to bury the lead luca and tim hardaway jr were the big story of this game luca has 33.16 boards 11 assists in uh just under 38 minutes he becomes all kinds of records right like there's so many things that are flying around twitter right now uh he became like he has the most triple doubles under the age of 22 in the nba ever i think that's been that's that's been done like he i think he has 26 and StatMuse tweeted out the next two highest players combined, Magic Johnson and Ben Simmons, combined for 25. Wow. <laughs> Most triple doubles before turning 22. Uh, we talked about the streak of Luka scoring at least 25 points with 15 rebounds or more. And he the Mavericks were 6-0. and The Mavericks now move on to 7-0 and for his career on that. So uh, that was a big stat as well. So many just stats flying around. They're, they're all over the place. But what did you think about Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luca? their combined effort? They combined for 63 points. Just an absolute awesome effort from both of them. Wow. Um, yeah, I feel like I almost have to separate the two. First off, I mean, we were, you know, we woke up yesterday morning not knowing if we would even have Luka Doncic and James Harden in the ballgame. I mean, this could have very well been Christian Wood versus, you know, Willie Cauley Stein for, or Tim Hardaway Jr. 
uh, because, you know, James Harden missed, <laughs> missed the Rockets last game. Uh, Luca missed the game before that uh, in Chicago. So, you know, throughout the day, we we're getting these injury updates that Luca was probable, you know, the quad injury, which he did talk about post game after the Rockets game and said that, you know, it wasn't a serious injury. He did have to ice it and stuff. So, um, no, he yeah. said it was nothing. That's what he said. He said it was nothing. He said it was not a serious injury, but he did say he iced it and stuff. So, it was anyway, nothing. they both played, which was amazing to watch. And they both guarded each other a lot. I thought that was really cool to just watch as just yeah. an NBA fan. Just throw that. I just love seeing the best players on both teams guard each other, no matter who it is. So, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Luca was just incredible tonight. And I mean, he was top five player in the league, incredible MVP, uh, incredible. You know, Tim McMahon from ESPN brought it up after, you know, the game and, you know, kind of asked Rick about where Luca's at uh, with conditioning still. That's been a, a big thing. And, you know, he, he talked about the timeline. And we've talked about it before on this podcast a lot that, you know, for, Everyone, including us and players and people across the league and or, you know throughout the organizations across the league, they were hearing this February, sometimes even March timeline for this restart for the NBA season. And so you have these players like Luca and some of these guys going back home overseas, different countries. Christos Porzingis choosing to do an offseason, you know, a surgery. And bam, in a matter of two weeks, if you guys listen to this, remember that this whole plan came about. It's like, we're starting the NBA season at the end of December. And three weeks earlier than. Yeah. So it, it was just that that part is just crazy to think about. And, you know, Rick acknowledging that post game and saying that just messed Luca's you know, whole offseason routine out of whack because he thought he had more time. So. Yeah, it's taken Luca a little bit more time to get in the groove, but tonight was a, a positive sign that he looked like, man, he looked like normal Luca. And I, I thought he was incredible from the very beginning tonight, running with Willie Colley Stein. We'll talk more about that. But yeah, until the very end, I thought he was great defensively. One of, I mean, one of, I guess it is the uh, best game for Luca this season so far. Yeah, I think one, definitely one of his best games. The, the point about him not knowing the season starting, this is something we kind of knew, but we haven't talked about it enough on this podcast about Luka not knowing exactly when the start of the season was, planning his offseason. And you might think, well, he he should like be ready, right? Even They gave him enough time, like enough notice. There was enough time for him to get in shape, but... He was in Slovenia, like he was. He was overseas. He didn't have access to the same kind of equipment, the same kind of stuff that they had, you know, over here. Like if he was in market, if he was in Dallas, so that was that was big difference for him. Didn't have access to. I, didn't he say he didn't have access to a court for a while? I think I so. Yeah. Hearing, yeah, hearing him say something like that. So anyway, that should matter. However, <laughs> the dude still balls, right? Like guy, guy goes out there and uh, just the just the comparison, the parallel. I like how you mentioned that that James Harden and Luka guarded each other a lot because just seeing them guard each other, they have the same tricks, right? They have the same things that they do. Yeah. They have the same footwork. Even that little thing where they like, they, you know, rock back and forth and dribble between their legs, especially when they're switched, like a big is switched onto them. They do that exact same thing. And so just to see the two of them watch each other do that. And Harden had a couple, I think he had three tip passes or steals off of Luca. Oh, they think know, alike. They think really similar offensively yes. too with their passes. It's crazy. Yeah, so because he knew what he was gonna do, he's yeah. like, "Oh, this is what I would do." So I'm gonna go ahead and tip this pass, and I'm gonna go. It was just, it was really cool to watch. It was fun to watch. It was way more fun to watch because Luca got the best of him, right? Oh yeah, Luca had 30, 33 in this game. Uh, Harden only finishes with twenty one, just only and ten assists. He was a five of seventeen from the floor, three of eleven from three, 
and uh, he hit eight of his ten free throws, but he was a minus twenty four for the game. So Luca was absolutely incredible. He was he was great in this game. The fifteen, the how many to finish? Sixteen rebounds were huge. It just felt like when the Rockets went small a couple of times, especially with with Demarcus Cousins out. Like we'll mention, he went out in two minutes and fifty three seconds. He had two technical fouls, and the second one was absolutely ridiculous. It was dumb. Shouldn't have happened. But with with him out, they only had Christian Wood was like their only big man because PJ Tucker is you know we count him as a big man. He played center for them and stuff. But Luca's bigger than him. Yeah. In two, in both ways, like he's taller than him and he's wider than him. So Luca was able to get the rebound. There was times when Luca was the biggest guy on the floor in this game, which is absolutely crazy. But the rebounding from him was was awesome and definitely needed. Rebounded from Tim everybody. Hardaway. Yeah, I think that was a, yeah. a big thing. I mean, Mavericks have been struggling rebounding the basketball, and they won the rebounding uh, matchup tonight, fifty-one to thirty-five. That, that's a good chunk. You know, entering the fourth quarter, they had a, a I think it was a thirteen. I think it was forty to twenty-seven. Uh, as far as the rebounding difference and what you know you're like hey some of you might be listening to this or watching this on wfaa and saying all right why you care so much about rebounds because they've been getting killed on the board so we've been watching these rebounding matchup numbers and they really rebounded the basketball well tonight yeah the rockets kind of look like the mavericks in some stints right yeah <laughs> getting out rebounded three ball wasn't really going down for them they shot 11 of 40 from three uh like they were, they didn't turn the ball over that much they had 12 turnovers in the game they hit a lot of their free throws and got a bunch of free throws but it just wasn't working for them in certain ways and so the mavericks were really able to take advantage of some of those weaknesses that they usually have against other teams so coming up i want to get into some more about tim hardaway we have to talk about him and then we'll get into the game break down what happened how the mavericks pulled this off so we'll talk about that coming up but before we do isaac harris betonline.ag is the place to go it's the only place that has you covered the number one place that we trust it's betonline.ag go there right now there's all kinds of lines that you can find we've been looking them all up and down the mavericks are still like third in as far as odds to win the western conference i think Mm -hmm. it's the, the like the lakers clippers and then the, uh, the Mavericks are tied next with like the Nuggets and them. And I'm not sure about those odds, but if you really feel good about it, I think it's like a, th- you know, pl- pl- plus like 1100 if you want to go bet the Mavericks to win the Western Conference. I guess it could still happen. The comeback starts now. You can also bet on all kinds of stuff. You can go bet on the, uh, the college football playoff. You can go bet on the N- NFL playoffs. They're definitely coming up. The uh, I'm looking right now, the Bills are six and a half point favorite over the Colts. You have the Seahawks, a four and a half point favorite over the Rams. You have the Bucks, nine point favorite over the Washington football team. So a bunch of different odds there. Go check it out. BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this game. There's so much to get to, so many things to talk about. Uh, And 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, you heard us talk about betonline.ag, but you're like, how do I get started? Go listen to Lockdown Bets. It's totally worth your time. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports are picking college football, college basketball, NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into this game. Tim Hardaway Jr. finishes with a season high for sure, and maybe his high in a while, 30 points. Finally, he doesn't score 18, right? He had 18 points three games in a row, finally cracks that. So 30 points, seven boards as well. Another guy that was getting some boards. Plus 18, he was the only Maverick off the bench that had a positive plus minus. 
And so he uh, he he finishes with a positive plus minus in that in that game. Isaac just completely. I lost Isaac for a second. All I right, lost he's back. you. Why do you lose me? I lost you. I didn't go anywhere. Tim Hardaway, what did you think about him in this game? He had eight of his ten threes, like just absolutely on fire. It kind of felt like a game he needed. It felt like Jalen Brunson's game against the Bulls, right? He just needed that breakout game. Finally, he had it. And uh, hopefully this carries over because it didn't really for Brunson, but hopefully it carries over for Tim. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, I guess if you want to pick the lead to this game or the main storyline, you know, I, I think Luca's going to get the publicity for, you know, for this game nationally. But for everyone else, what we started this whole podcast with, it was the starting lineup change. And the fact that Carlisle looked at the starting lineup and said, and he even said this post game, he said, when I like to, when I make lineup changes, I, I don't like to do just one change. I, I, I like to kind of do two guys. And, he looked at it and he said, we talked about it as a staff and he said that they wanted to get bigger and better defensively and more physical uh, to help on the defensive end. So they they took Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell and moved them to the second unit. And, you know, Tim came off the bench a little bit last year, but once he became a starter again, then it, he was good to go. He had a credible season, 40% from three and all of that. You know, this year he's been shooting 30, 30, I want to say 37%. It was 30, it was 32% before the, before this game. All right. So, I mean, he went 80% uh, tonight from three hitting eight of 10, which is, which is crazy. It'll raise that percentage a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it will. But you know, and he he was asked about it after the game naturally, uh, back, you know, coming off the bench and having a big night. And he said, Hey, that was coach's decision. And you got to be a pro. He's like, that's just part of it. And he knows that if it's for the better of the team and he said it, he's like, well, day one, since I got here, whatever I have to do for the team, the team comes first. And he, I mean, he just seems like an incredible teammate and he had an amazing night and that's what that second unit needs sometimes. And so, yeah, I, I, couldn't be happier for him and the Mavericks desperately need I mean, this running like joke, joking theory that I've been throwing out there to start the season. I'm like, all right. If there's a second guy who gets over 20 points alongside Luca, will they win? Well, they had two guys hit 30 tonight, and uh, they won. So uh, let's keep the theory going. The theory, the theory was last year if a third guy got 20, that yeah. was that was what the Mavericks needed last year. They had Luca and KP would score 20, and then they needed a third guy, whether it was Tim or Curry or you know somebody else get 30. But yeah, Tim Hardaway. Just lights out. I mean, just one of those games where everything's dropping for him. Hopefully that continues. He did have fans in the stands, so I'm going to stick with my theory that his dad, that Senior, was in the audience. The other thing, though, a new development with Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh Uh-oh. It was Mom's birthday. Yeah! It was Mama Hardaway's birthday, so... That was a, that's another connection now. So every January fourth, remember that every January fourth, Tim Hardaway Jr. is gonna go off because it's his mom's birthday. So we have the dad theory, and now we have the mom's birthday theory. Maybe the mom thing will last longer, but so Tim Hardaway. I mean, he was just a revelation off the bench. And Carlisle made a wild. I should have teased this, but he made a wild comparison for Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> after yeah. the game. This totally threw me off. He started talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench. And he also used that word pro. Tim Hardaway used it that he, you know, got to be a pro and, you know, just do everything I can for the team. He said all the right things. Carlisle also said he took it like a pro, saying that he was going to be coming off the bench. He just wants to do what's best for the team. He took it like a pro. And the guy that he compared him to from the 2011 run for the Dallas Mavericks was Deshaun Stevenson. That, 
of all the players on this on this team, would you have compared Tim Hart? I, I would. We would obviously put James Johnson first. Uh, I might put Trey Burke before then. Like maybe even Brunson a little bit. There's just so Josh Richardson definitely. You'd put all those guys I think ahead of Tim Hardaway if you're gonna try to compare one Dorian for sure. One guy to. Uh, to Sean Stevenson, but he said because he was willing to come off the bench he and became a super sub, basically became a really high quality sub is what Carlisle said. And he's willing to go in the starting lineup, wherever they need him to be, he can go and play. And when they needed him to come off the bench in this game, he did. And so he compared him to Sean Stevenson that way. Games are obviously very different, but in the way that they handled it, I think it was great. So it's, that's high praise, I think, especially during that run. I, I love how 2011, it got mentioned twice tonight. You know, Rick talked about Deshaun and that. You know, Luca incorporated 2011 into one of his answers about just motivation, the team's goals. And I'm like, yeah, that was great. What are the teams who haven't won a title? What do they, you know, revert back to for inspiration? The Hawks apparently don't do anything because they just went and got beat by the Knicks. So, <laughs> Knicks, James Harden team, let's go. But but no, I, I I do think it's kind of cool how 2011 is always seems like it's consistently brought up. That's the reference point, yeah, which is great. And everybody, everybody looks forward to that. So but yeah, you know, something with the Tim Hardaway move too that I made a note at the beginning. You know, this wasn't a you know, we'll talk more about the Willie Dwight thing here in a second. But that was a kind of a natural thing, you know, a big for a big Willie Dwight. They're both, you know, the center yeah. position. They they totally swapped out Tim Hardaway Jr., for Maxi, which is, you know, not the same position. So I was really intrigued with them going big, but also, you know, keeping the three point shooting to Maxi because he's technically the best three point shooter on the team right now. Um, yeah, or he was before this game. That's true. Before Tim's eight for 10 game, but Maxi only attempted one shot tonight. And it's like, what, what a, a different type of role for him going to the starting unit. You know, he's okay. Sure. Excited. But then he only gets one shot, and it was a three-point shot. But it's just wild to see how he goes into the starting unit. He doesn't shoot much. Tim goes to the bench, and Tim is firing on all cylinders. I mean, he does that as a starter, too. But he was hitting shots and stuff (laughs) and having a big night. It's just wild to think how it rolls change and all of that. Yeah, it, that was that was a really interesting move, I thought. And let's t- let's talk about the starting lineup. So that they make that change, they go with size. It it added a really interesting dynamic where, and Jeff Skin Wade mentioned this on the broadcast. If you were able to watch the <laughs> the uh, the uh, the Mavs broadcast, I know a lot of people were stuck with the Rockets broadcast. And our condolences. Oh man, <laughs> our, our condolences if you have to watch that Rockets broadcast. It is brutal, man. <laughs> Just cannot anytime. The 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 interesting thing was. Maxie was guarding Christian Wood, and that put Willie Cauley-Stein on P.J. Tucker, and Tucker thrives in the corner. He lives in that corner. So Willie Cauley-Stein was the weak side defender, and so he was able to get in some passing lanes. He was able to just you know, help, come and bring some help defense when Maxie was guarding one-on-one, and so that turned out to be really good. I wish they would, they would looked at that more, but Maxie got in foul trouble early. He had four fouls pretty quick, and he ended, he ended the game with five, only played 18 minutes, like you said. So they had to, yeah. to deal with that, but I, I like that lineup, especially if the bigs are going to be role-type guys like Christian Wood and not going to be your post-up variety like you know, like Joel Embiid or somebody like that. Which the Mavericks have no answer for that anyway, but I like that that kind of lineup. It obviously worked in this game. Willie Cauley-Stein was a revelation just with his ability to finish lobs, and uh, Christian Wood got all turned – Luka turned Christian Wood all around in this game. I mean, it yeah. was some of it was kind of embarrassing the way that he – glided and I, t- I tweeted out one of the 
one of the plays, and Luca comes at him from the left side. Christian Wood, it's just him in the basket between you know Luca, and Luca sidesteps him to the left, and then comes around to the right and just completely sidesteps him again. Christian Wood is like spinning, <laughs> like trying to stay vertical and just stay there, and Luca just gets the ball over top of him. It was it was wild to see Luca just take advantage of him with. Luca looking looking like he does right now, just you know, kind of out of shape, looks a little overweight, and then Christian Woods like this high class athlete, like next level athlete guy with super long arms. It just looks really funny to see Luca take advantage of a guy like that. But Luca was able to take advantage of them with Willie Colley Stein's verticality, and the difference between him and Dwight Powell is, is big again. But adding Maxi, I think that that covers up a lot of Willie Colley Stein's weaknesses because you can't just do straight Willie Colley Stein for Dwight Powell. We've never asked for that on this. Like we've never mentioned that as a possibility on this podcast because it just, I don't think that that would work as well. Right. Willie Colley Stein still has a bunch of weaknesses and he was able to cover a lot of those tonight, but Maxi definitely helps. Yeah. he Yeah. He definitely helps. Um, you know, it's weird that it was Houston because I feel like that's been the running joke forever of like, oh, well, when you play Houston and it's like the small ball and everybody yeah. just associates you. And like Houston was the game that they're like, we're going to go big. We're going to zag. And when, uh, you know, on this and but Maxi is kind of this he's a big, but he's literally a three and D guy. It's yeah. kind of a weird way. It's hard to describe Maxi Kleba if you're yeah, if you're not like a Mavs person, because. Like we said the other day, he's only attempted like three shots that are not threes all year so far. So he's legit three and D and he's he's good at both of them. But yeah, I mean, the Willie switch for Dwight, Dwight played 14 minutes tonight. That's his lowest you know minute total for the entire season so far. Uh, there was a big difference having Willie in there. Could have been less. It could have been less. Coming up, let's get into some more of this game. Break down some of the wild referee stuff. I mean, there's just some weird stuff all around. Talk more about Luca. Get into that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, they're back. RockAuto.com. The one reason to maintain or repair your car if you're looking for something, the ever-increasing number of makes and models you have all kinds of stuff now. And you're just not going to find every single part you need at a brick and mortar store, at a place that you just walk up to, at a dealership. You're not going to find all that stuff or it's going to be way overpriced, but it's not going to be at rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They've been on this. This is the podcast that has been on it for the longest for the Mavericks. And you have Rock Auto has been on it for the longest online. They have everything that you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oils, even new carpet. So whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to get out of the house. I don't want to do that right now anyway. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. So the Mavericks win this. We've talked about sort of the, the ways that they did it. They finished 16 of 39 from three, 41%. Uh, without Tim Hardaway, though, they would go 8 of 29. Not as good of a percentage. <laughs> they would go 8 of 29. That's 27.5%, which would have uh, matched the, the Rockets' percentage exactly, which is actually kind of hilarious. But they make the change. The Mavericks bigs are so weird, right? They, they're just they're so they're so different. And this is kind of the case with a lot of big men in the NBA now. There's not as many traditional big men like I guess Joel Embiid is the guy that keeps coming up for me. You think about some of the best big men in the NBA. Anthony Davis is just not 
not not a traditional big man even though he can do all the traditional big man things he does so many other things Giannis would normally be a big man but he's not now Kevin Durant would normally be one but there's so many just distinct different guys you have Maxi, who's a three and D guy right he can guard on the perimeter he can guard in the post but he plays and shoots the three so he just stands out on the three he's not going to post up he's not even going to take any twos he took a two-point jumper in the last game we were all shocked right and you asked him about it after the game Willie Colley Stein is this guy that, you know, he can he catches the lob he catches lobs and he's in there, but he's not gonna be able to defend in the post, right? Like he's a huge guy, but he doesn't defend in the post well. So if anybody's bigger than him, which a lot of people are, they can uh, overpower him. Dwight Powell is a guy that's supposed to have verticality, and but then he doesn't defend in the post either. <laughs> so he has to def- he defends out on the perimeter a little bit better than in the post. So they all have to kind of be played in these combinations and figure out the right way. It's just a very limited group right now especially with with Porzingis out and a lot of these teams that we the Mavericks have played win with speed and so you can't play Boban cuz he would just get completely exposed against a guy like Harden, guys like, you know, uh, Zach Levine, guys like that. And so that's sort of the problem with with Boban. I know people have been asking for him to get some more time. So that's the Mavericks situation is, but it's the bullpen. It's yeah. the bullpen approach to the center position that We've said it's so many times. It's a limited bullpen now, though, because of because of Porzingis' injury and, you know, like that. That's really limiting. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, you know, keeping with the baseball analogy, it's kind of like a team who doesn't have a closer. And it's like you see some of these teams sometimes are back, I don't know, back when I was younger when baseball was actually cool and not super boring. <laughs> the, I would see teams that, a whole sport. Uh, I'm sorry. Make your sport exciting again. And – that I would I would remember teams who don't have a closer and just see them throw out their like relievers left and right and they're just like try it's like one or one batter it's like here's another reliever because they didn't have like a lockdown closer to just you know, like in the ball game so they're throwing these different relievers out based on the hitters that's where Dallas is at right now because our closer is is Porzingis that's our main guy but we're in the ninth and we're throwing out these different relievers we're throwing out these different centers that to match these other teams and that's just the spot we're at so. I think it's naturally going to be a complaining part for, you know, Mavs fans because these guys are not Porzingis. That's just the <laughs> spot that we're in right now. So, yeah, I mean, you went through all of it. All of them have their weaknesses. But Willie tonight, I mean, you couldn't help it. I mean, the first week of the season, we were sitting on this pod saying, you know, in limited minutes, it's at least intriguing to see Willie out there. He makes some bad mistakes. <laughs> he doesn't make the right decisions uh, sometimes. Uh, when Dwight makes a lot of the better decisions, I, I would say. Uh, but Willie just right Whoa. now, you can just make. <laughs> well, I'm, no, I'm saying I think Willie has the higher upside when it comes he to the just capability his- to do the things that you know are right on the basketball court. Dwight does not have the capability right now to do right things on the basketball court, even though sometimes he makes the right decisions, but he just, yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like, I think Willie's talent is better than Dwight's right now, but Dwight, you know, no, like he's just, we've won all this a thousand times. I just think Willie brought, he brings something to this team that the other guys don't bring. And you saw it from the opening tip. You saw it when, you know, Lucas said tonight when bragging on Willie, he said he got out and he, he, he went running, you know, on the floor. And I mean, that pass, that full court pass that Luca, you know, hit Willie for on the dunk and that fast break. Uh, I thought Tim Hardaway summed it up great tonight too for, I think everybody. He said, you know, when he was asked about Willie, he, did, he wasn't asked about Dwight, but he, he when bragging on Willie, he said the line, he goes, no knock on DP. He's a good player and a veteran. And it's like, you want to like, 
hey, it's no knock on DP. Like, Dwight Powell's a, a good guy. He's a great vet on this team. But Willie's just better right now. And that that's just point blank. That's where it's at. Some people say when you talk, everything before but is garbage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Some people I'm, say that. I'm not saying we say that. I'm not saying I'm saying that about you. But some people would say. No, Dwight Powell is a great, a great human being, and he's a great veteran. That has nothing I mean, to do I, with on the court stuff. On the court stuff, he's like I didn't say anything with on the court. I just said he's a, I said he's a great, I mean, good player and a, and a good veteran on the team. Uh, I don't think that's a lot. Speaking of looking rough on the court, James Johnson did not have a great game in this one. We got another flagrant foul for James Johnson. Uh, he was minus twenty two in the game, which is just like that's wild that he was, he was that bad. The whole bench looked really bad, by the way. Uh, Brunson oh, didn't oh, play that great. Yes. Trey Burke had one of his worst games this season. Outside of Tim, it, it, like take Tim out of that. Well, he played it, a lot when, with the starters. When Nick is so. saying the bench unit, you're talking about the non, you know, Luca non Tim lineups, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much everyone else. So, uh, should should they stick with this lineup? That that's the big question. Should should Willie Collie Stein? And Maxi continue to be the starters. The next game the Mavericks play is Denver. Denver has been starting Jokic and Millsap together, and then after that the Mavericks have Orlando. They start, you know, uh, uh, Aaron Gordon and Vooch together, and then they have the Pelicans who start Zion Williamson and Stephen Adams. So that's the next three matchups. I I think they can. I keep. I think they keep this unless they start Boban and hope that he gets the same magic he did in the you know the game before the bubble stop or the bubble started. Yeah, I, I think they keep it unless they want to give Boban some minutes with it just because, I mean, Jokic is a monster. And, I mean, whoever you throw out, like, he's going to, yeah, he's just going to bully gonna ball. He's going to 10 dimes on everybody. Willie. Yeah, you know, Willie and Maxi with that. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I, I think they do keep it. I think there is something there. I mean, you played so well. And, uh, you know, like Rick said, when you hold a Houston Rockets team to 100 or right under 100, uh, that that's a positive thing. So I think you got to ride it for now and see what happens. And I mean, you hope you see Kristaps Porzingis on the floor in a you know a week or so. Oh, I hope so. I was I was thinking the beginning of January, and it is the beginning of January. <laughs> it's like yes, it's like Kevin going to Pam when she's trying to put the copier together. Like Pam, you said this copier would be ready now, and it is soon. And then Pam looks at him and says, "What does soon mean to you?" Soon could be an hour. Soon could be two weeks. And then she says, "We'll come back soon." <laughs> that's what it, that's what the Porzingis injury has felt like. Come back soon. Your definition of soon is whatever it is. That's what it is. I love when you make offers references. It's my favorite. It's better than Avatar. I just want to shout out to James Johnson. Is the te- I don't even know what is it called a stat line or whatever for the beginning of the season. I, it's the same that I texted to you, but he has two texts. Two flagrant fouls and an ejection in six games. And we wouldn't have it any so, other way. James Johnson, the era in Dallas is just beginning. Uh, we mentioned the refs went crazy. There's not really anything to say. The middle, the middle of the second and the middle of the third were just awful. Like just awful basketball. Daryl Armstrong. Da- how do we? DA! How do we not lead with this? I said on Twitter that was there he was- ringing a bell. What? <laughs> Luca had like twenty points at halftime, and that was the seventh most notable thing to happen. Daryl Armstrong gets called for technical. Assistant coach Daryl Armstrong. He's in the second row. He's not even in the first row on the bench. He's wearing a mask. He's sitting in the back. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. How does that guy get a technical foul wearing a mask? What could he have possibly said? Is my question. 
How does that happen? He gets a tech. Luca almost got two techs. Uh, Boogie Cousins got completely kicked out under ridiculous pretenses. It was a wild game. The refs were trying to get control, but they were like trying to control something they didn't need to control, and so it just yeah. it just got out of control for them. They got out of control. What do you do when the refs are get out of control? Right? Refs call uh, refs tighten up the game and call the game tighter when it gets out of control on their end. But if it gets out of control from the refs end, what happens? Nature has to balance it out, itself out, Isaac. It wasn't even that like. I don't, it wasn't even that like chippy. I mean, you see some of that crap happen after a fight or after a really big like scuffle or something. You had a cousin's Willie put your hand on me, I'm gonna slap it off, and then they double tech it. And then it was just dumb text the whole time. I just didn't get it. Six technical fouls in a game where nobody punches somebody is ridiculous. It should never happen. No. Right? There's no reason get for out of that. Here. It's just like if you throw your arms up and yell at the ref, you gotta have thicker skin than that, man. Like. Some yeah, you know, people aren't out there paying eighty five dollars a month for AT and T now just for <laughs> six techs. Okay, we don't care about you. Uh, shouts to Kane Fitzgerald. He uh, he got injured in the game in the, in, a, in a different game. So uh, I was like, he was in tonight. No, I didn't no, see he that. wasn't him. But he got he got hurt. It was the first time I've ever heard a ref get hurt in a game. So thoughts and wow. thoughts and prayers to Kane Fitzgerald. He was uh he was in spirit Dang. in this this Rockets game. All right, anything else you want to talk about this game? I mean, there's so many other things we could have got to, but. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I mean, this was a much needed you know, bounce back win. I feel like it just continues right now. This roller coaster of a start of the season of a super high moments, like a, beating the Clippers by 50 uh, to then losing to the Hornets at home. You're like, what the crap's going on? <laughs> and then we lose to the Bulls, which we know Luca and KP didn't play. And then you come back and beat the Rockets with James Harden and you beat them pretty decisively. So, uh, yeah, I mean, now we they fly back to Dallas uh, last night. They have an off day. Then they'll probably practice uh, on the day before they play the Nuggets. And that's going to be, a, a, I think, a big game right off the bat because Denver's kind of struggling to the beginning season uh, like Dallas has. So that should be a, uh, a really good game at home for Dallas. Yeah, Denver plays the Timberwolves on Tuesday. So go listen to Locked On Nuggets. They have a really good show with uh, Matt Moore, HB Basketball, and uh, – Adam Mares. So go listen to them if you want to hear more about them. Check out that. Also, go listen to Locked On NBA. Wes Goldberg and David Ramil. Locked On Heat, Locked On Warriors. Host not in that order. They're the biggest stories of the day. Coast to coast. Subscribe to Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your pods. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. They've led almost all night long. Six seconds left on the shot clock. Deep three. Bullseye. <laughs> Time to matter.